The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Sometimes we're often quite critical of the issues and challenges raised by movement towards further multiculturalism. But there are some great things about living in a nation that is so diverse, including the fact that so many Australians have international backgrounds and language skills. So something significant to talk about today that may capture your imagination if you have a second language. As you may know, the Creation Ministries international people have a global reach with outstanding high-quality resources, engaging in the creation, evolution debate, and much, much more. Well, the good news is they're expanding into new nations and new languages, and some of their articles have been translated already into as many as 40 languages, but there is a huge opportunity with so much more to do. So let's talk today about translation of Christian resources and how you can put your second language to work as a Christian. Roger Griffiths is the Translations Facilitator with Creation Ministries, and Roger's joining us. Hi, Roger. Welcome along. Hi, Neil. Roger, wonderful to talk to you about the work that you're doing. Give us a little insight here into the expanding international influence for creation ministries, because there's a big wide world out there. Indeed. Um, You need to understand that there are seven CMI offices affiliated around the world, and Australia, on behalf of all those, that is CMI Australia, Creation Ministries International Australia, facilitates uh, dealings with the non-English section so that others don't have to um, duplicate the same thing in other offices. We do all the languages for articles in particular uh, and uh, subtitles for video clips and such like. So while there are something like 40 languages that you do have some access to now, uh, clearly, uh, even if there are people doubling up, that's still an advantage too, isn't it? You mean more than one translator for one language? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because there's a synergy when there's more than one, because there's proofreaders, some people can do proofreading, some people can do the translating, but it also needs to be a, a, a team effort is a better result than singular efforts. And no lack of opportunity, because the more languages, the merrier, the more translators, the merrier, because there's such a huge resource uh, that working your way through all of that would take forever almost. Uh, indeed, I've heard people who've been with creation ministries for decades have said they've probably never read every article or every item that CMI has put out. So, yes. Roger, let me in on some of the language skills that you need. Uh, are there particular ones that you're looking for right now? Uh, the volunteers put up their hands and say, I would like, they really need to have a, a, a belief in the Genesis story, 
have a passion to share the truth of the Genesis story with their people, have the capacity to use the internet, have a second language, and the other one is have the time to do it, not more seasons of life, have lots of spare time. Uh, but if someone has can create a translation into just one language, one article, that's like building a brick wall. They've contributed one brick. And every wall needs lots of bricks, but every brick counts. So, Roger, if, if we were saying which languages are you now looking for, which ones are the ones where there might be some gaps, how do you identify which languages okay. you'd like to hear from? Uh, yeah, well, the premise of your question is, is, is a bit off the because we will accept any language. If we've got the people, we'll take their language. Now, adding to your question specifically, uh, Korean uh, skills would be great. Someone who's skilled in English and Korean, that would be a great asset to it because we've got lots of Korean material, but to translate it into our system is a bit of a, uh, well, yes, it's, let's say we could do with some help in Korean of a, a specific language. Well, a, don't forget there's some language groups already in Australia, like in Korean churches or Indonesian churches or Chinese churches that are attached to church, English-speaking churches, and there's a source there for CMI translators. Roger, what about the idea of, you know, there are some nations so big, so diverse, that there are numerous dialects within. Say you take the Chinese, and, of course, you've got various dialects within the whole Chinese country. How do you deal with the dialects? You're wanting to have people who speak different dialects as well? Uh, well, you've jumped from the written text to the spoken text word. Um, Chinese, the mainland Chinese is simplified Chinese, and the non-mainland Chinese, like Taiwan or other parts, are Chinese traditional. So there are two written scripts, as it were. But then when you, the vocals is like talking to a man in English who comes from the top of Scotland or the end, west of Ireland. His English may be different to the Queen's English. But his written word, they would read the same written text. Does that make sense? It does. So you're targeting the biggest language groups and where there is something of a trade language that's spoken, that's where your preference is going to be. But, of course, if you've got people who are able to translate into all sorts of different specifics or dialects of different languages, those no doubt would be an advantage somewhere. Um, anyone, anywhere. Uh, in any language. We are not uh, favouring one or the other. If we haven't got the translators, we don't have the language. It's as simple as that. Which ones are the most popular ones that you have already in tow here? Because uh, some listeners might be thinking, well, you know, I've got a language. Uh, I wonder whether they need me. Uh, Which ones have you already got happening? Okay. Um, Well, we've got 41 but we've got some big ones and little ones. Like Russian is very large. We've got translators in Poland and in Ukraine. Uh, For Russian, um, Korean, we've got quite a few. We've got a backlog of Korean articles we haven't put up yet because we just haven't got to them. Um, uh, Then we've got several. uh, Romanian is over 100. Korean is 271 at the moment. What else can I tell you? Uh, I'm just pulling them out. Chinese simplified is 119, 107 in Chinese traditional. Croatian, 122. Czech, 119. 
German, 112. Do I need to go on? There's 41 scripts there. Okay. How do you go with, uh, say, South Asian languages, uh, Indian, um, we, uh, Pakistani? Uh, no, uh, that's weak in our system. Uh, not, not we've got a, uh, we have got a Tamil too. We've got um, Urdu, a few, a handful. Oh, 15 Urdu. Vietnamese, we've got 14. Uh, yeah, yeah, in South Asia, you're saying? Yes, so there's a few there. Again, um, I'm not focusing on any particular language. If the people are there, we've got three Burmese. What it does is just indicates, doesn't it, just how significant the opportunity is. And for people who uh, have a second language, uh, the opportunity to participate in something that is so, so powerful when it comes to translating, and particularly since they don't have to write the story themselves, they're involved in a translation process. So the opportunity here, and no doubt you work with these people all the time, Roger, uh, people who have a second language, they're not theologians, uh, they're not necessarily scientists, but they do know how to translate and they do a very effective work. Absolutely. In fact, some of the translators uh, have come back and asked technical questions about some of the scientists and uh, the scientists had to refine it sometimes. But that's not often. Uh, the translators have usually a non-scientific background, but they do have the capacity to make English into their language and that's the step one, mixed with a passion to share it with their people. So you're no doubt now expecting an influx of people who say, I have a second language, I wonder if creation ministries can use me. And I know that there will be some who will be just be waiting to, to find out how they can actually make that contact. What's the process? What sort of okay. screening do you put people through so that you can say, well, these people are appropriate to be our translators? Okay, uh, if got a, I'm interested in translating your material into my language, I would then send to that response, I would send them a questionnaire, which is very basic, name and address and where you're from, what language, um, and uh, ask them those sort of questions. From that, we then have a simple agreement. It says, essentially says that I will faithfully translate your material into my language. I won't add to it and I won't subtract to it. But also, if they have a website, they can also use those uh, translations on their websites with appropriate links back to creation.com. So a little creativity can go a long way here for someone who wants to do something really important, really relevant, and get word out about these yep. really important topics of creation and evolution. Yeah, well, if the, well perhaps it's best to go to... There's one article we have, a little one, and in fact, an Italian translator, I didn't know about this, it's called The Great Way to Spread the News. It's an English article, simple English, but it then refers to various tracts uh, on about 14 to 18, depending on the language, um, just to be able to print their own tracts out in their language where they are, once they're translated, of course. That's creation.com, a great way to spread the news. But okay. any question they have, uh, it really is to write to translations at creation.com. And uh, I would get that, that will come through to me and I would uh, give them an answer or point them in the direction of what we can do. So you say what people need to have is a passion, a belief in Genesis, perhaps uh, even clarifying that, perhaps belief in Genesis as history. 
and uh, using the internet, having that second language and having a little bit of time on your hands and you could be doing something very worthwhile. And you wouldn't even have to leave your home. And you can do it at home. Well, I'm sure that there will be people who will be wanting to be in touch with you, Roger. And uh, let me give the website creation.com and look for the link there where you can be in touch with creation.com. And you might like to write down the name Roger Griffiths because Roger's the one who's coordinating all of the translation efforts. So he's the translations facilitator, Roger Griffiths, at Creation Ministries. That website is creation.com. You can make contact with Creation Ministries. And if you've got a second language, they've got a call out for you right now. Roger, just great getting your insights and an update. Thanks so much for talking to us today on 2020. It's a pleasure, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.